Welcome back. I'm Dad, and this is my son, and this is the Ice Wolves Read Along Spoiler Free Kid Friendly Podcast. What this, he said. Yeah, this is uh, episode three, and this week we're summarizing and discussing chapters eight through eleven of Ice Wolves by Amy Kaufman. But first, let's refresh your memory with a short review of the story so far. How did we get here? Oh, son, I have to I have to delete your name out so that you remain anonymous. I'll make like a, a honky honky sound that we annoy your when I said your name. I'll have to edit that later. Okay, so you need to tell everybody how did what what happened last time? Well, last time he got into the Ofar Academy and he met uh, new kids, Elizabeth and the other guys. He's trying to get Skills and knowledge to rescue Raina. That's pretty much pretty much sums it up. Good job. So starting with chapter eight, like I said, we're gonna go eight through eleven today. Chapter eight, the uh, the bell rings and they go down for dinner. He's never heard the bell before, so he's like, he's never heard a bell before that loud. Super loud. Yeah. So it's ring ring. Yeah, that's right. There, it's an artifact that's interconnected, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it rings everywhere at once. And then they go to the Great Hall, which is like enough room for two hundred people, and it kind of reminded me of the the Harry Potter dinner dinner room at the uh, the place where Harry Potter went to school. And he finally meets Zacharias and Victoria, his two uh, roommates. And Zacharias is a boy, and he's got dimples, reddish blonde hair. And he was a poor potato farmer, but he talks a lot, and he's nice. And Victoria, she's a rich girl. She's got dark brown eyes, sleek, silky black hair, and it's longer than the rest of the wolves. And she has a delicate nose and mouth, light brown skin. So there's 150 students in there, 25. Oh, we, we kind of get an idea of, of the school. They tell us how the school is structured. There's 150 students total, and you get about 25 a year. And you get you graduate after 12 months. So after 12 months, you're promoted. You don't go as a group. It's just if you've been there 12 months, you get promoted to the next level. And after what four levels, then you get to be a, on the guard itself. Yeah. That works. And another thing that's kind of weird: the kids all refer to non-elementals as humans, so they still think they're different than us, like better maybe. And. Uh, Elizabeth says she grew up in Olfar, and her mom's a wolf, so it's interesting. And you meet Professor Enar, Enar, and Professor Enar is a tough fighter and has more skills than just ice spears. They can, this person can use more different things. They don't say what, but more mag- different magic. And Professor Enar is short, muscular, steel gray hair, tight skin, and no wrinkles. Is it a woman? Yeah. Okay. Couldn't remember if it was a woman. Sorry. She's a woman. Okay. And then she says in the class, she says dragons kidnap children in the days leading up to the equinox. The equinox wasn't at the moon. Something about this. The face of the moon. day is the same as the night. Oh, uh, okay. It was, it was at the solstice. I think it's the equinox. Might have to Google that. Okay, anyway, that's five weeks away, we find out. So, 
She said, they take our weak and our sick, always children, those who cannot defend themselves. And then they sacrifice them on the day of the equinox. So now we have a timeline. We have five weeks to rescue Reina. So that's important. And then we meet Mateo. He's a quiet boy with huge muscles, and he's 12 years old. And we meet him in combat class. Yeah, he has to squirm down and fight him. It's knocked to the ground a couple times, but then uh, he's nice and quick from all the days on the street. He's able to knock the big kid down. Yeah, he knows how to fight, doesn't he? He knows different moves because he had to come up with them himself. So, yeah, the fighting sounds kind of like a mix between judo and wrestling because there's throws. And then they transform into wolves and fight like wolves. That's kind of cool. And he can't manage a snowflake. Yeah, so they they practice ice spears and they're trying to figure out, trying to teach him how to make ice spears. And he can't even make a snowflake. He's just, he just can't do it. And he feels inadequate. Feels like a failure, he's all embarrassed. And then that's how chapters chapter eight ends with him being embarrassed. Chapter nine starts off with military history. Uh, Elizabeth he stands up to ask a question about when the dragons and the wolves work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, dragons and wolves used to work together, according to history, and Signet does not like that at all, does she? Yeah. Says, like, let's not talk about that. Yeah, she says, we never trusted them, and we never got along with them. We only tolerated them. And while this is going on, Zacharias, he's sketching, he's drawing a picture, he's not even really paying attention. And the picture is him underneath a big pile of books, and Sigrid is piling another book on top. Nice picture. I even drew a picture of his, what I thought the picture would be my notes. Here's and, a picture uh, of it on screen now. <laughs> probably. And then uh, Anders, how's Anders feel during this whole class? Uh, he's kind of uncomfortable because he can't read. Yeah, because he grew up on the streets. There's no reason to read anything but street signs. So he knows where he's at. And so he's got like a kindergarten reading level because he left school at six years old. So after uh, Signet tells her to be quiet, stop talking about that, what happens? Lisbeth kept talking. Oh, she says she's asserting that the wolf guard is preventing peace just to retain power and control. Remember that part? Yeah. And then that got Sigrid very mad, and she sent uh, Elizabeth out of the classroom. I wrote down she had to go to the buddy room. Yeah. <laughs> After she's gone, Sigurd mentions that uh, artifacts are all breaking and that the dragons could fix them if they wanted to, but they don't come back and fix the artifacts. Which might be, might be, probably not though. It might be because the wolves will attack them on sight. Good point. That's not even a spoiler. That's just, why would the dragons want to come back in there and say, hi, we're here to fix your artifacts because yeah. they're going to get shot with spears. And then she says, betrayal, if you're an adult, equals death. But if you're a student, you get expelled if you betray the ice wolves. So. Harry Potter. This is Harry Potter too? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. 
Then they resume the, the lesson and they get this metal map out that you can use to calculate travel times. And you can either calculate it for humans, wolves, or a horse-drawn wagon. And uh, I think Anders kind of likes that because he needs to know how long it's going to take to get his sister if he ever runs away. So then they go to dinner, but no Lisbeth. She's not there. Um, one guy, Det, mentions that he's from Masatalia, far away, and they have different elementals there, not just wolves and dragons. And his great-grandmother was from Valen because he was like, he was having a sickness because it was time for him to transform. He, they couldn't get him to transform into their elementals locally. So they sent him to Valen and he became a wolf. So I thought that was interesting that they get a sickness. Does that remind you of any other books we have? Uh, no, but... Does it remind you of uh, spirit animals a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. That was, a, that was huge in spirit animals, wasn't it? Yeah. And that uh, also, I thought maybe it ties in with how the dragons are taking the weak and the, the sick and the weak. What do they do with them? They supposedly sacrifice them in the equinox. That's right, that's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. What happens next? Uh, Oh, I remember they're sitting there at dinner, and he kind of feels like, hey, I'm fitting in. I finally have friends. This is kind of nice having a family, right? Mm -hmm. And then he feels bad because Raina's his only family. He feels kind of guilty for feeling good. And that's in chapter 9. So now we're in chapter 10. So he goes to the library to do his homework, but he can't because he can't read. And he's all mad and upset. And, and he goes to... Uh, section with really big books to wallow in self-pity. Mm -hmm. Who's there? And then Elizabeth comes around the corner, uh, calms him down, then helps him with his homework and reading. Yeah, that's nice. And then he's like, why did you uh, get in a fight with Signet? And she says, because I don't think they're telling us everything. There's there's no motivation for the dragons to attack us. And then we we also learn from her that the staff of Hada was formed by the dragon Hada. So we find out that wolves design all the artifacts and the dragons forge them. So it's a teamwork thing. We also learn that Hayen likes to design some of the a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. And he also updated the wind arches. That's right. I modified them a little bit. So, Elizabeth mentioned she needs the scrap box. Those are those giant books, right? Mm -hmm. But are they kind of restricted? She's not, is she not allowed to use them? or? I think they're just uh, in the back and they're huge books, so she might get a weird look from uh, other people. Librarians and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you got. She finds out 
by looking at these books that there's Drifta, Puss the Dragon, and Han did a lot of work with Drifta. And Drifta was a famous dragonsmith. Mm -hmm. And they, they go through, continue reviewing artifacts and book, and and uh, Anders remember seeing one of them. Oh, it's a water bottle in Signet's office. But I was going to ask you, son, do, do you think we need to have a list of all the artifacts? Because they went through like five or six in this chapter. They were kind of cool, but I didn't want to list them all out. Yeah. Maybe we should keep track mm -hmm. of them. Maybe not. Maybe. If we do decide, there's a list on the screen now. <laughs> okay. Okay, so they go back into their room. Zacharias tried to teach Anders again how to make ice spears, and they failed. Then they go to sleep. Now, chapter 11. A lot of cool stuff happens in chapter 11. You want to talk about it? That's where they go and meet to geography and meet Professor Rosa. And she has bright blue eyes, big glasses, and make them even look bigger. Golden brown skin. And she mentions that dragons are located in all three mountain ranges. The Westlands, there should be a, a map. In the very front of the book, there's a map. <clears throat> yeah, so it's down there in the Westlands. And then, where, where are we at? What part of the map? Bottom. Uh, southeast. Yeah, and then the Ice Spears are right down the center, right? Ice, ice Spire. Yeah. And the Sea Cliff Mountains are on the east. You see them? Yeah. Okay. They're right there. And so the way the dragon communities are set up, they're called Ares. And instead of like ice wolves who all stick together in one big pack, they spread out in little bitty family groups, you know? <clears throat> and then they have one big one called Drekhelm. It used to be in the Ice Spire, but they moved it during the big battle, big war. And uh, what makes the, uh, where do you usually find dragons? Where do they like to hang out? Where's the power of the strongest? In mountains where lava runs underneath them. Mm-hmm. So that's what we learn in geography class. Then we go to law class. And the professor shows an artifact that works like a, burglar alarm, and Anders can't stop thinking about Drekhelm for a few days. What's that? What you got? I found this picture in chapter, chapter one. one of the halberd with the boards in the rooftop meadows. Up. Yeah, that is nice. I don't remember that one. Okay, so where were we? Oh, uh, Anders has been thinking about Drekhelm, and, oh, this is the part that gets cool, like you talk about. That's where they meet, they see Han, and he calls out to him, and he says, hey, can I help you carry your books to the workshop? So I carry the books to the workshop, and then uh, he tells this Apparently he was there when the big war started. Uh, he gives him a little, uh, before he talks about the war, though, he gives him a little uh, lesson on artifact design and building. And he, he mentions again that we design, the walls design them, 
and the dragons forge them. How do they forge them? What do they have to do? What do they use? The word is... Essence. Yeah. They put essence into it somehow. For some reason, the wolves don't know how to do that. They need the dragons to fill it full of power. And he talks about how elementals have different strengths. Wolves, they have a family pack. They're well organized. They keep good records, good notes. They remember what combos work and come up with new combos. And they like to do hard research. And dragons are more individualistic rather than family oriented. They're artistic, they're fanciful, they're, um, they see what, what creativity and artifact needs to bring it to life. Those are my notes, sorry. But then he talks about Driftwood. Drift? Driftwood? The dragon? Yeah, the dragon apparently was seen flying away uh, from a dead his brother. That's right, Drifa. Yeah. So they think the war started. Oh, they know the war started because uh, he was supposed to meet Drifa because they were they were colleagues and they worked together and they made a lot of good stuff. And uh, Drifa supposedly murdered Hain's brother and was seen flying away from the crime scene. And then ran away, and they refused to come back for a trial, and then things fell apart, right? Yeah. And they used to have this thing called Filker's Chalice. It was an article artifact that detected dragons, but it ran out of power a long time ago. And so they, after that, nothing really big happens, right? They just kind of... Anders, Anders thinks about... He wants to figure out why Hain bothers to mess around in his shop anymore now that he can't make artifacts. Why is he always researching it still? But he doesn't ask it because he's he feels like he doesn't want to push the guy. So that's it. That's all all of chapter uh, chapter eleven. That's all all we have to review this episode. Any closing thoughts? Any uh, Anything interesting you want to share? Well, Han had this big mirror, kind of like the little portable ones, and it was pitch black. It didn't show a reflection, hmm. and he said it was broken. But I'm thinking it could, the other one could just be in a dusty room. Oh, it could be dark. Yeah. Where the other one's at? Didn't somebody else have one of those? Signet had one, right? Yeah, but it was a handheld. Oh, he had a big one, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of artifacts, so maybe we should start keeping track of them, but who knows. Again, list on screen now. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. Okay, well... I guess since we're done reviewing, uh, join us next time for chapters 12 through 15 on episode 4.
Thank you for listening. Please give us a like and add comments because we're curious to see what you guys think. See you next time. Bye.